I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Any of these best Edinburgh jokes of all time? Did I ever do them on the podcast? I don't know, but... Do you want me to tell you a joke? It's not one of mine. It's not one of mine. Don't worry. Can I tell you a joke? Yeah. See if you like this. Do you know how you know when you're working class? How? You know you're working class when your TV is bigger than your bookcase. Is that funny? No? Yeah, it's quite funny. Oh, oh they're the best. I thought they were like Edinburgh jokes. And I was like, I probably won't get these because I don't... I've not, like, I've only been to Edinburgh when I was like a little, little kid. But they're jokes from the Edinburgh Festival. From I thought they were going to be like... From- what do you call a man wearing a kilt? <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a man wearing a kilt? What do you call a man wearing a kilt? You just call him a man. Kilted man. A kilted man, you probably do. Uh, let's do another one for you then here. My dad, this is from my good friend, Mark Watson, who's a good friend, very good comedian. Uh, my dad said... By good friend, he means he's seen him on TV twice. No, I mean, I've been on Fighting Talk with him several times. Yeah. And um, I've been to his uh, gig in, in Leeds. But yeah, he's an acquaintance. My, my, this is anyway Mark Watson's joke. My dad said, always leave them wanting more. Ironically, that's how he lost his job in disaster relief. <laughs> uh, should we start? Oh, yeah, okay. This is really org as well. What did you say? This is really org as well? Org as well. Who's org? August, A-U-G-U-R-S. It means it really... Promi- oh, like bodes well. Yeah, bodes well, augurs well. It's a, it's a Shakespearean word, actually. I've never heard it before. Mm, it means it sort of promises well. Anyway, so... That I, makes sense, because augmentation, which I, it will probably be spelled the same. Augmentation. Yeah, that means, like, increasing, doesn't it, in French? Yes. Yeah, well, it means the same in English. If you augment something, you add to it. I did not know it was an English word. It's an English word as well. And this week so on Words with Ruth. Yeah, so you're you're just uh, speaking French now exclusively. You're dreaming in French. No. Hmm. She's doing French A-level, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I was talking to the man from the council, Steve, and uh, he was saying, oh, I wish I was as close to my daughter as you are. And he was marvelling at the the wonderful close... And then he saw that we actually don't speak to each other. The close relationship we have. When you say we don't speak to each other, we have had a three-day argument about the trains. Now, you know the trains are a bit of a thing with me because I use them quite a lot. Can I tell a train story quickly? Because it's only a Yeah, no, please tell me My train got cancelled yesterday from school. I had to get on two, two trains instead of one train. I had to buy a new ticket. But should I be able to claim for that? You should. You should be able to claim for that. If you had to pay for... Northern Rail, 
send me one pound ninety five, please. No, I think the best way to claim, rather than to the listeners of the podcast, you may there may be somebody from Northern Rail. Yeah, I think you actually have to fill in a form. I arrived at the station yesterday at nine oh seven, bang on time, exactly at the right time to catch the O eight forty eight. So it's nine oh seven. I get on the O eight forty eight, and it's nineteen. So it's nine. It's running nineteen minutes. I thought you'd travel through time for a second. There. I was like, how has he done that? <laughs> and then because I cost- didn't, I turned out at right at the start of the story, oh, and then I right. turned back in it. So I was there for the eight for the eight forty eight at nine oh seven, and. Yeah. So I got. Wow. I, I, t- I didn't take my seat because there wasn't a seat to be had, obviously. So I was standing in the corridor of the 0848 at 9.07. And the uh, announcement by the guard said, uh, welcome aboard the slightly late running 848. <laughs> and I thought, well, at what point does slightly become actual late it's, running? Yeah. But they, 19 minutes to me for a 10-minute journey from Wakefield to Leeds. It's 12. 12 minute journey from Wakefield to Leeds is nearly twice the, the length of the journey. Mm. I think it's entitled to be called very late. But your train just been cancelled. So I go to school in Huddersfield, so I have to get a train from Huddersfield to Leeds and then one from Leeds to Wakefield. And we got on the one from Huddersfield to Leeds and it's absolutely chock a block. Like they were, you know, when they're asking people to move down so mm. they can fit more people on and we thought we wouldn't get on. I also, we also all have noodles in our hands because we've bought noodles didn't we yes but the railway company can't be held responsible yeah, but, for you buying noodles <laughs> but yeah but it just i just wanted to paint the picture i don't think people liked us very much without no, noodles in i hand. hate people coming on the train with eating yeah, but food we we always get on that same train and it's all greenhead people and we always have a far pretty much so we can eat like it's not a big deal to eat on that train really which is because the aroma of whatever you're eating. Yeah, but it's all kids who I go to school. Like it's all people who I go to school with. So it's, right. Anyway, um, and they said they went. They did an announcement, and they were like, um, "So this this leg of the journey does happen to be slightly bumpy. So please make sure you're holding on to something." And I was like, "Bloody hell, we're on some kind of roller coaster!" And it like <laughs> swung round a corner. It was mad. And. How can it be and they take your picture the at the end as well. There's just it's got a really sharp corner. Is that your little joke? They take your picture at the end. Yeah, that was a good one. That was well, good. no, it's not no. good anymore. Now you've attracted attention to it. Well, I didn't want people to miss it. They would, I mean, but to be realistic, they would take your picture in the middle and you'd buy it at the end. Yeah, this I forgot is... that we didn't do the main train bit that you wanted to do. But I did, oh. did get an email from uh, Stephen Swinburne who was talking, he's actually agreeing with you about our last train argument. We had, remember we had quite a... Quite the, a oh, th- the one about the doors? About yeah, the doors. Um, I think I wasn't like complete, because when I listen back to it, although I do sometimes think you edit in your favour, <laughs> that um, <laughs> like I wasn't being completely clear. What I meant to say was there are times when you would want the door to be closed but not locked. Stephen Swinburne sort of agrees with you. Uh, I said, why would you ever want it closed but not locked? Why don't you just have one button that shuts and locks the train? He says, if train toilets had a shut and lock button, then all it would take is one dickhead on any train to press it before nipping out as the door shut to put that toilet out of action for the whole journey. They're clearly designed, as they are, to prevent this from happening. So that's his view on it, although it seems to me a bit extreme. Smart. Just, no, it seems to me a bit extreme just because there might be some idiot With on you, the train. With yeah, Stephen Swinburne, he's not suggested that you call him Steve-O, but there you go. Anyway, that's what he says about that. My point of view 
is as follows. They give you 15 minutes of free Wi-Fi on LNER trains. So you get the 15 minutes of free Wi-Fi and then they cut you loose. And my view was that it was counterproductive, that it was very bad PR to give you 15 minutes and then you get, get it no more, you have to pay for it. And I thought, who's paying for Wi-Fi in this day and age? Free, you know, Fred's Egg and Chip Cafe is giving you free oh, Wi-Fi. Oh, you love that line is giving you free Wi-Fi. But you know what I mean? The, the, the yeah, no, I do is, own is giving you free Wi-Fi. Yeah. And then the train says, no, no, we've got this new thing, Wi-Fi, you've got to pay for it. You did Owen Wilson five. then. No, no. <laughs> no, no, you've got this new thing. But No, 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 no. Um, you've, you've got this new thing. It's, just a, uh, it's like a Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's right. So I don't know if that actually is Owen Wilson's voice or just what I always do is Owen I Wilson's think, yes, voice. Yes, well, that's the problem is I am now... Imperson not impersonate Owen Wilson, I'm impersonating you doing <laughs> yeah. Owen Wilson. That's so meta. Mm. But anyway, you, uh, so I was saying it, it was bad uh, PR, and your argument, as I remember, was they don't need PR because the trains are full. That's more or less what you were saying. Yeah, if the trains are full, there's no like business incentive to be giving away free mm. Wi-Fi because it's not really a draw for people to get on trains because trains are just a necessity. If you have to get a train from Leeds to London, then you have to get a train from Leeds to London, whether it's got Wi-Fi or not. You, you don't. You know, if you're a business, uh, a lot of the the M1 is absolutely packed. Yeah, but the so trains are packed. Yes, what I was saying is that if their PR was better, uh, the problem with the trains is it's like yesterday we're slightly late running, etc. etc. The trains or cancelled or cancelled. The trains seem to build up this reputation for being crap, even when they're, even sometimes they're not crap. Sometimes they're fine, but they're no, but they're, they're, they're crap more than they're not crap. Like my train is well, regularly I mean. delayed that's from thirty-eight till forty. They to ought to work on their PR, is what I was saying. But anyway, but that's this, just that's. That's not the LNER trains. That's like tra all trains in England in general. Mm. Or maybe it's just northern. Maybe it's just northern trains. Maybe the people in the south get their trains no, on time. No, Southern Rail is one of the worst. Yeah. Southern Rail is pretty bad. So you were saying PR wasn't important. I was saying no, PR no, no, wasn't no, 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 no. I was not. So I know how important PR is. Anyway, so this argument went on for three days and involved door slamming and uh, various other um, infractions. But that was not because for of the argument, the, that was because you were mean to me. I'm just trying to make it clear to the listeners not to feel uh, that they're underperforming their relationships with their daughters. It's because when Steve comes round, he said to me, he's got a 14-year-old daughter, and he said, oh, I wish I was as close to my daughter as yeah, you are to your daughter. Yeah, but I think that, daughter. like, 14 and 18 are very different, different ages. Yeah. Like, I think at 14... I was Although not. You're not 18 yet, anyway. No, so. I'm 18 in two weeks. Mm. Um, oh, Are you still. Our peer box for all my birthday <laughs> mail. <laughs> we still, don't have a peer box. Still, no, we don't. You're and I'm not going to give our address. Cause, no, don't yeah. give out our address. I'm sure people will wish you happy birthday on Facebook. When you're 14, I think you've got a lot more like hatred, like, hatred for your parents, especially mm. because they're telling you what you can and can't do. Yeah. <laughs> So, there's two sorts of controversies going around at the moment. I have literally sense. no idea what you're about to say. <laughs> no, well, that's half the joy of it. One is genuine controversies, and the other one is Piers Morgan controversies. And oh, you're oh a, I hate him. You're picking up on a Piers Morgan controversy. So yeah. The, but he, I mean, he's still... I watch Piers Morgan every single morning. Before you go to school? Yeah, because I just put the news on. 
Mm. And BBC News is very boring. And also, I think Susanna's very good. Like, she's mm. much better than either of the people on. She's BBC, much better, yeah. to, better than Dan Jones. And Ben Shepard's better than Dan Jones as well. Not well, a fan of Dan Jones. Well, he's called Dan Walker, but... Oh, um, Dan... That, that oh, you know who Dan Jones is? Who's Dan Jones? Um, he's a... TV historian. Your problem is when you come down to, for school, you know, get ready for school in the morning and have a bit of breakfast, watch a little bit of television. It's always when they're doing the Brexit debate. Brexit time. <laughs> it's Brexit breakfast. Yeah. And it's sort of like. It just is. And they come up with it. It's got a little, like, yellow, like, star thing and blue. Oh, and it says graphic. Brexit Britain. Yeah, it's a and I, as soon as I turn on the TV, I'm like, right, Brexit time. And I don't know anything more about Brexit. No, I watched 20 it, minutes of information going round about breakfast. And round and round all the time. Breakfast, Brexit, they're yeah. the same thing. I think I'm, I get hungry when I hear about Brexit. Right, so it's like Pavlov's. It's like a trigger. Pavlov's conditioned reflex. Oh, yeah. Pavlova. Not Pavlova, Pavlov. Pavlov. Then, then you have to get a bagel. As soon as you hear no, Brexit I, no, or porridge. When it's, like, it's like a cereal hunger. I thought it was quite amusing the other morning when the Brexit thing was on and you just screamed, make it stop! Because <laughs> it's, so, it's so early in the morning. To, it's like seven because I have to get up at like half six. Is it just the debate you want to stop or is it the whole of Brexit everything? I just, I want them to, I don't want to leave. No. Um, and also I don't want them to debate about it anymore because I just don't see the point because no, there's no point. Right. And also sometimes it's sometimes I shout at Piers Morgan because he gets But he's very good at what he does. I don't deny that. Mm. Um, uh, and what he's done now is create a controversy. So. Yeah, so he, this was first started when he was tweeting about it. If you follow Piers Morgan on Twitter, he tweets like an absolute maniac. He does like seven <laughs> tweets within a minute and they're all about the same thing. Um, and he was talking about a papoose. A papoose, yes. Which I didn't know that was the actual word for it. Well, it's bizarre. This word seems to have been uh, have been adopted now. But basically, it's a baby carrier. I think they had these when I, you know, oh, yeah, when yeah, you no, kids no. were little. They've had them for forever, years. and they have them. Sometimes women, well, and men can do them with like those big scarf things where you just mm. like swaddle the baby. But papooses, I didn't know that was what they were called. I think I just, that's the North, that Native American word for them. Right. Well, just a baby carrier, like a front baby carrier. If you mean. Yeah, men and women have used these for years and years. Oh, and there was a picture of Daniel Craig, who obviously is Bond, Bond yeah. if you don't know. Live under some kind of rock. Um, <laughs> Live under some kind of rock. Has been pictured wearing, carrying his baby in a papoose. And um, Piers Morgan's gone off on one about it being like emasculine and. Emasculating. Yeah. No, emasculating, and it makes him like prissy and girly and whatever mm. but the funny thing is if you've seen the picture of daniel craig he looks like he's just saved a baby like <laughs> <laughs> saved a baby while summiting mount everest and he's got like a beard and he looks all rugged like i don't think that picture could look more masculine do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and it's just i mean it's piers morgan's own toxic masculinity problems Yes, well, but I mean, it, it's not. It's basically Piers Morgan's publicity seeking. Yeah, and, I don't uh, know. and it's worked because thing, like, it's been all over the place, yeah. and you spotted it. I, I didn't even see all that, but that he was still going. I watched it this morning. If you saw the picture, it doesn't look ridiculous at all. No, well, see, I remember them trying to trial these things when, when your older siblings were were little. And what they said at the time was, you will bond with your child better yeah. if you carry your child 
front ways like that, whereas the normal thing was to have them in a buggy or whatever. Yeah. But I never, I never saw that at all. I never. No, thought but that I also was, think it's just, it's just more. I think the thing about of be- like a practicality issue. Do you know what I mean? Like taking a buggy is, it's you've big, and you've got to fold up the buggy. And if you're getting on a bus, then you've got to pick up the buggy. Like it's a whole. Mm. I almost but, called it a whole pavlova, palava. Um, <laughs> but putting your baby just on you, then you've got your arms free. You can. Dance. Yeah, I suppose it is a dance. You, you know, when you're carrying a baby around, you probably don't want to be doing much dancing. But, and also, like, the idea that it would be okay for a woman to carry it and not a man is completely insane. The but I think there's a whole marketing thing with babies as well. I noticed it. Yeah, from, when you're marketing a baby, you want the baby to look good. No, the marketing is everything you need for the baby. I can remember when we, when we had our first one, which would be in uh, the early, would be in the 80s, 84. There was a certain amount of gear that you needed. You needed the seat in the back of the car. You needed a bit of a carry cart. You needed, you know, the disposable nappies. And there was a few different things you needed. And with each child, there was more gear that you had to have. And yeah. I think the papoose is, I mean, it's brilliant marketing for the for the people who sell the baby carriers. And there'll be now various grades of baby carriers. And it was the same with buggies. You know, we used to get a buggy and there's a pretty little standard item that would cost like 30 quid or whatever they cost. Oh my God, now they're insane. They're now like, they're like flipping Land Rovers. Yeah, they're and, huge, know, aren't they? They've got like, those wheels. They've look got like those wheels. Could, yeah. yeah. Also, that as you have more kids, you realise a lot of the stuff is... Unnecessary. unnecessary you totally, know yeah totally but it's, i think you get that as you get older and it's a sort of status thing as well like more is now especially with like the whole like i've heard some women talk about like mummy bloggers and stuff mm. and you've these women who make it seem like you need to be this like perfect ideal of a mother and have all these really pretty things and that motherhood should be like pretty and you should be baking cakes and all that kind of stuff it's just as stupid <laughs> So this week's uh, Me Too spot, I think we ought to have a, we we seem to have a regular Me Too spot. Have you heard of uh, Lionel Shriver, the American writer? Kind of, yeah. What has he written? No, it's a she. What's she Uh, written? uh, So no then, is the answer. (laughs) Well, the thing about the Americans is they do like to use names like, you know, Robin, you never know. I really like the name Robin for a girl. Mm. But it's also obviously uh, a, a name for a a boy as well. Yeah. I like it for a boy too, mm. and a superhero psychic. And a what? Superhero. Psychic. Superhero psychic, Batman's uh, yeah, Robin. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I was just as people, the same people who were under that rock. Right, this is our Me Too spot. Lionel Shriver, who is woman. The, uh, she is a woman, and she's the author of We Need to Talk About Kevin. That's her f- most famous book. I have heard of that. I th- I'm sure you will have done. No, I definitely have. Yeah, anyway, she... I've not read it, though. She says, Me Too is is so over. She says, Me Too has gone too far. Basically, what she's saying is, what started out as a legitimate and long overdue outcry against the behaviour of sexual aggressors, such as Harvey Weinstein, has since become a, quotes, regrettable campaign, focusing on, quotes, trivial transgressions that amount to nothing much more than crassness or bad taste. She's saying that it's now become divisive and what's more has fostered, uh, quotes, an adversarial relationship between the sexes and therefore ought to stop. 
and I think she's got a point. Now, Robert Crampton, who is a very good columnist in The Times, is disagreeing. He says, I welcome the fact that Me Too is concentrating on less serious forms of sexual abuse. The vast majority of decent blokes have nothing to fear from a widening of the net. We have rather a lot to gain, he's saying. I don't want my wife Nicola or my daughter Rachel to be subject to the indignity of a, the bleeping car horn in the street, the bellowed yell, the growled reference or the sly salivating suggestion. Um, I think, now I might be wrong, but the way I read feminism, fem, feminists sort of bristle and don't like it when men say, oh yes, I don't want my wife or my daughters, because they're talking about them uh, like, well, possess isn't that the case? I think he's being, he thinks he's being feminist and very clever here, but I think he's being... Well, uh, I think the, the thing is... So he says here, I'll let you know it says, only a tiny minority of men are like Weinstein. I think we can all agree on that. It well, says, yeah, uh, but like, can I carry oh, yeah, on no, no, sorry, yeah. I didn't know you were finished. Only a tiny minority of men are like Weinstein, so let's agree on that he says a larger minority however think a bit of groping or frottage or catcalling is okay i don't think that's such a large you know I think I, in my circle of friends I, and i've certainly never done any of that groping or frottage or things that you talk about no um i would have to disagree this is where men just cannot they can't understand well not they can't understand it but you just I have to listen it, no terrible. you just have to listen to women though i get catcalled regularly you get catcalled regularly Right. I get I, well not as much anymore because I walk. They're, they're groups of boys, but they're not they're not older men. They're usually they're boys younger your boys. Age, yeah. Well, yeah, of my own age, but usually yeah. a little bit older. They're usually about twenty. They're so usually me too big groups being of boys. directed at the wrong. You know, I can. Some, I, I mean, I can. No, remember. I think that the groping and the like patronising and stuff is that's older men it definitely is like in pubs and stuff. I've had old men come over to me and being so weird, and you're thinking, I'm like. And I don't look old either. That's usually what men say is their excuse. Yeah, I look like 15, 16, I would say. And then, but the catcalling, the way, from what I've experienced of catcalling is um, it's young groups of boys, usually in builders' Mm. vans. And it's, it's also, it's not about you. It's about them. It's about them showing off to Mm. their friends. You never get catcalled by one boy on his own in a car. It's when, when you get boys together, they revert to this animalistic behaviour. The, the thing that's that struck home with me, what Lionel Shriver said, and I'm still inclined to agree with her, is the fact that, uh, is the word divisive, that they talk about unwelcome advances, mm-hmm. and you don't know they're unwelcome until you've made the advance. Now, there were some men that were real predators. I remember working with a guy years and years ago who said, you know, he tries it on with uh, every woman that he, that he meets, and then if he gets a one out of ten average... He's uh, he's done yeah. well, and that used to be. A, a but way, I get that like within before. the but work. There was, there was only the odd the odd person. But what it seems now is you've got to be so careful, you know, with anybody you meet of the opposite sex. That <laughs> boo who? Well, it's gone too. You, far, no, you this know, is too. this is the argument that's been really like a lot on Twitter and Instagram and all these things at the moment and online about um, it's such a scary time for men 
Do you know what I mean? About well, it's a scary time for women too. It's, it's not a scary time for men. You have like a 0.003% chance of being falsely accused of, se- of sexual abuse. A woman has a 1 in 6% chance of being sexually abused. It's not a scary time for men. As long as no, you're a man... I'm not saying, I know, that's not my argument. I think that's a bullshit argument. I agree with you uh, saying it's a scary time. But what I'm saying is, where do you meet someone apart from on the internet? Because nobody would... I, no, but as long I as used you to don't... go up to a woman in a club. I would go up to a woman in a club. Yeah, and that still and, happens. The, the idea it? that that I'm doesn't s- happen, the idea that men are afraid to approach women is stupid. It's not It's not real. The, the only thing... Are you sure that's not real? I'm 100%. As long as you don't cross any lines, which you shouldn't have been doing anyway, there's no problem with yes, it. Yes, but we don't know what, what the lines are. That's the, the lines, whole point. The lines are if someone says they're not interested, then they're not interested. It's not complicated. Yeah. So why is it the only way people meet these? Because we didn't have the internet and we still managed to meet people. No, people, we, that is not the only way people meet people. But it's the main way, isn't it? I don't but, think it's the main way. I think probably like 20% of people meet their partners I, online. I think you're wrong. And I'm going to throw this out. Fair enough. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on that. And I'll throw this open to the, uh, to the listeners. Let us know what you think. Uh, let's take a break now for uh, a fine product or podcast that we're very, very enthusiastic about, shall we? Mm-hmm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. And let's move on to uh, music. Uh, I was rather interested in yours this week because yours is called Ottolenghi. And you were asking me, what's Ottolenghi? Well, I think it's like, I thought it was like a food or something. No, it's uh, Yotam Ottolenghi is a chef. He writes the uh, the chef column in the, in the Guardian at the weekend. Yeah. He's a chef who specialises in vegetarian dishes. And he's called Yotam Ottolenghi. Mm-hmm. Now, the song 
it doesn't appear to be about Yotam Ottolenghi, the Guardian's food critic. No, I don't think so. Critic. He's called Loyal Kana. And uh, should we have a listen to it? I was sat up on the train, staring out the window at the rain. I heard this little lady must have felt the pain Ask her mum if the blazing sun will ever shine again I felt ashamed, feel the same, not a mother though Nah, started to laugh, got a son involved I mentioned the past like a running joke And told it without all the rain, there's no sun in growth Close, uh, to everything and nothing Bitch, past the honeymoon and bluff Well, there you are, it's a, a bit of hip-hop he, I mean, in a way, he seems to be just saying what's going on. I mean, he's on the train, isn't he? But he's not... Oh, come on, that... He's not mentioned the That lyricism was beautiful. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, That's why he's, he's kind of known as being quite, like, poetic. Is he? And is he very popular, Lloyd Carner? He's qu- Loyal Carner. Loyal Carner, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, it's difficult. He, he's also featuring uh, somebody called Jordan Reiki or Reiki? Ra- Rakai? I don't Rakai. know how you say yeah, that. I think it's Jordan Rakai, yeah. He is quite popular, but he's not, like really really popular uh, this is a new song it's his first thing that he's had out since 2017 mm. um since his debut album or something he's hip-hop and he's popular but he's quite appreciated by like People like the himself. guardian no oh no i meant like the guardian said he's sensitive and eloquent confessional hip-hop i don't know how popular he is really well not that I don't know, not that popular, no, but, but still popular. No, one week you said to me somebody wasn't popular and they had like 2 million hits on Well, no, he's got like 13 million. <laughs> 13 million? He's got... So but this it's amazing. But then he's still like, I wouldn't say he's like... Like, he would sell out tars and stuff, yeah. but he's not like really mainstream. Popular. It's amazing though, 13 million on Spotify. If you'd have sold 13 million records years ago, you'd be the Beatles, Elton John and Queen rolled into one. I mean, it's just remarkable i suppose it's because it's all global now it's all over the world once it's on the internet well let's go back to a, a more simple time when it was just about people buying records uh, this is crosby stills nash and young you who are on the road must have a code that you can live by and so become yourself because the past is just a goodbye teach your children well their fathers so are you familiar at all with uh, Crosby Stills and Nash not really no Crosby not Bing Crosby it's oh. uh, David Crosby Oh, and, so no, and it's not Bill Cosby either. No, you've got to be very careful. Very careful with Bill Cosby. Well, let me tell you about Graham Nash, who wrote that song. Graham Nash was born in 1942, and he's not so much a baby boomer, more of a war baby. Do you call them war babies? Yeah, war baby. A war baby. 1942. Are you sure? Yes, very much Don't so. Don't you call them the silent generation? Well, you can if you want, but Graham Nash has written several songs and he wasn't silent there. No, but that's what you call them. That's their, like, generation name. Are you sure? I'm pretty uh, sure. Well, War Baby was the title of a song by Tom Robinson. I don't know. The Tom Robinson band in the late 70s did a song called War Baby, uh, which was very, very good. I might play that one week, actually. In fact, I will. I'll play that next week, possibly, War Baby. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. Let's hope next week comes quick. Yes, indeed. Because I always used to say, that's War Baby. Unlike the song from Newcastle, which is called War Jackie. Can I tell you about Graham Nash? Yeah, go on. He's a Please war, do. He's a war baby, born in 1942 in Blackpool. Now, the reason he was born in Blackpool was that... Because... Uh, <laughs> That's where his mum was? <laughs> no, the reason he was born in Blackpool is because his mum was evacuated from Manchester. Ah. Sal- Salford. He's actually from Salford. Wait, how old was his mum? How old was his mum? Just sort of 20s. Oh, right, because you said evacuated. Mm, she was, well, they evacuated lots of people out of the... If you were in, oh, no, but so I always what, just assumed when you say evacuated, you meant like kids. No, if you were near all the armaments factories, they, they, they evacuated, you oh. know, because that's what the, the, the Germans were bombing at Trafford Park in Manchester, where Metropolitan Vickers, who made the um, Spitfire plane, I think it was Spitfire, they made one of the fighter planes... So they were they were bombing there. So they were moved from Salford to Blackpool. He was born in 1942 there. He's become a photographer and does some really really huh. good re- really good photographs. Cool. Uh, and he was inspired by a photograph by Diane Arbus. Have you heard of her? Very famous photographer in New York. She did a photograph of uh, a child who had an angry expression. She was holding a, the the child was holding a toy weapon. And that made him write the song Teach Your Children Well, i.e. make peace, not war, and all that sort of stuff. Make love, not war, or whatever. Um, it was Crosby, yeah, Stills, Nash & Young. So what I like about this spot is I am able to uh, pass... I mean, there'll be a lot of your group that will never have heard of Crosby. Do you think any of your friends at school have heard of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young? Probably not. Oh, well, there you go. You've learnt something. <laughs> Do you want to talk about chicken palm? It's, we're talking about uh, this 2,000 calorie dish, yeah. which they really love so in Middlesbrough. It's fried chicken mm-hmm. with a cheese, like a bechamel sauce, that's bechamel what they said. Sauce, but yeah. it's really just melted cheddar cheese on top. Mm. That's it. That's all you're going to say? No, no, no. And then I was going to say, because I read an article and they were like, um, chicken palm is a great metaphor for everything that's wrong with eating habits in England and especially in the North. Because um, we're more chubby in the North than in the south because um there's more less there's more less money here yes that's right more areas of deprivation yeah and um, less affluent areas um and so fewer it's... affluent areas no you can have less of an area no you can be less affluent there are areas in which people are less affluent no, there's, less, there's less affluent areas no fewer because affluent areas the, you phrase. can have less of an area uh, do you know, I'm just about... I'm going to you can cut this. off a quarter right. of an area and have less of it. Okay, in Pedantry Corner here, I'm going to allow that. Less affluent areas, uh, which are areas which are less affluent. As There's less to, areas of less affluence. There are fewer areas of less affluence. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, there's more poor people in the north. And <laughs> you should have said that to start Rich with. people can eat better food. And also, there's more of a culture of eating kind of like really unhealthy foods mm. up here then it went kind of on to say I, say, I have to say they had a picture of the uh, palmo looks great says, doesn't it I'm going to say it did that's the thing about these really fattening foods they do look good mm. and it was crispy and then with that melted cheese on top they put the cheese because they put the bechamel sauce and then that's deep fried and then the cheese goes on top yeah yeah uh, it's like melts. kind of like a Kiev Yes, it is. Kind it's of like a Kiev, but then it's fried, and then they put the, the melted cheese on top, so it looks like the top of a, like a grilled cheese sandwich. Yes. Looks absolutely incredible. Yes, it's like a Kiev with a bit of Lithuania thrown in. Should we do some of the emails? Because there's quite a lot of controversy about uh, Churchill 
I don't know whether you saw any of this. Have you read some of our emails? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the, a lot so, of people were not happy with what I said about no. Churchill. Although yeah, I thought you were very even-handed, actually. Thanks, but, um, uh, Steve. This is an, <laughs> I got a lot of hate mail this week. Yeah. This is another Steve. This is not Stephen Swinburne. Another Steve. All my uh, cronies who aren't called Martin are called Steve. And this particular Steve says, I've listened to all 33 of your podcasts. Bless you. And he's really enjoyed them. But he said he was listening to the recent one. And Ruth, your comments that we uh, shouldn't ignore Churchill's racism is fair, he says, fair, but not really relevant. During World War II, surely his greatness is the point. That we had a man who could lead us and inspire us to never surrender, etc. Uh, that's the important thing. The greatness should not be questioned in my mind. So, you know, he, he just thinks it should be unalloyed, undiluted uh, greatness. Uh, are we not now all the result of defeating Hitler? There are still many current slash recent prime ministers, presidents, etc., who history will show to be flawed in many ways. They are less greater than Churchill by far, I think. Hugh Besson, who's a regular uh, emailer for us, bless, bless you, he says, historical figures cannot be judged by a time machine. You have to understand what uh, people were experiencing and the sort of world they yeah, lived in. But the in. job of contemporary historians is to look back and also comment it, on it through the perspective of a modern age. Do you know what I mean? When we're judging Henry V's kingship, you you want both. Like when you're commenting on how successful Lenin was about with securing power, you might say, well, but looking at it from a modern point of view, mass murdering yeah. lots of people, not great. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You, you no, need to I think do you're both. absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. You do need to, to balance. It's like Mussolini, fascist dictator, uh, absolutely uh, horrendous bloke, but he did get the trains running on time, which is something Northern Rail haven't been able to do. But I agree with you, there, there should be balance. But Churchill earned the right, says, now this is an interesting point, says Hugh. Churchill earned the right to be thought of in a better light. Uh, not that he didn't make mistakes, of course he did. There are many things, and there's lots of other things apart from the sort of colonialism. Yeah. Um, there were lots of military things. I mean, he did sacrifice a lot of people yeah. for, for the greater good, which, you know, some people have. And of course, the bombing of Cologne and Dresden. Yeah, um, yeah. People was, say that was, was, was too much. Too much. But he did, he, you know, he didn't win the war single handed, says Hugh, but I would argue that he kept us in the game long enough for the tide to turn, which obviously was his yeah. major achievement there. Peter Gibbs. Did you see his uh, email? No. Peter Gibbs sent me a so picture. So many people have the surname Gibbs. Do they? Yeah. Why, who, which Gibbs do you know? Well, well, I know. I've heard of a lot of other Gibbs. Hmm. Well, Peter Gibbs. And they're all always called Gibber. Well, yes, like Steve. Interestingly enough, I, my news editor, when I was on the Western Daily Press in the early 1970s, my news editor was called Peter Gibbs. But this is an entirely different Peter Gibbs who subscribes to my uh, podcast, interesting, you know, my other podcast. He's comment he sent me a picture. There's a picture of an adult standing, a middle-aged man, standing on Pearly Station with a Hogwarts Express bag. And he sent mm. me this picture because... Oh, I, was, I did see this. I saw, yeah, I saw the picture. He said, Martin doesn't like adults reading Harry Potter. Well, this morning I captured a middle-aged man with a Hogwarts Express bag at Pearly Station. And he's, he sent the picture. The man's standing there. He's in good deal. You could easily push him onto the track. But right. he, he hasn't. Um, he said, years ago we had an email exchange about adults and Harry Potter, as I'm one of the sad ones who's paid for the other podcast for about 12 years. Oh my God. God bless you, Peter. Work out how much money you've wasted there. <laughs> I think adults reading Harry Potter is fine, he says. Me too. I've read them all, and I've also read grown-up books like Catch-22 and Madame Bovary. 
See, um, I've not read this. He says, I love the father and daughter podcast. He likes the this very close relationship we have. He says, I'm 49 and have a 14-year-old daughter. So similar to uh, Steve or Steve-O. All our Love Island chats were based on info I learned on the podcast. I also bought her the personalised Love Island water bottle. Oh, see, you Ru- never bought me the personalised Love based, Island water bottle. Based on Ruth's advice, it was a big hit. Now, if you do want to uh, write to us, and we do If love you do going, want to buy me a Love Island personalised <laughs> bottle, it's you, Ruth, spelled R-U-T-H. And if you want to send us an email, we would love to hear from you, especially if you want to react to anything that we've uh, mentioned on this podcast. It's Martin and Ruth Podcast, all one word, Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to the songs in full on the Spotify playlist, which you can find if you search Martin and Ruth and then go through to the playlist Ruthie, me and my dad, or just search Ruthie, me and my dad. You sound as though you're a bit weary reading that out. I don't read it out. Well, off off the top of your head, it's brilliant. So, uh, just repeat, you're a pro. Uh, Repeat it again for the benefit of the hard You can go on Spotify, type in Martin and Ruth and find the playlist that way, or just type in Ruthie, me and my dad and go straight to the playlist. So let's finish, Ruth, with uh, the meme of the week. Yes. This is not that funny, but it's like a pun, like a dad joke. So I thought you might like it. <laughs> a pregnant woman goes into a coma. Months later, she wakes up, no longer pregnant. You had twins, the nurse exclaims. Your brother named them. What did he name the girl? The woman asks. Denise. That's all right. I like Denise. And the boy? The nephew. That's not bad. That's That's quite good, I think. Yes, it's quite good. As you say, it's a bit of a dad joke. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you very much indeed for uh, for listening. Just repeat the email address again if you want to get in touch with us. It's uh, martinandruthpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, Ruth had all the Spotify details, which we won't bother repeating. But we have to make sure people know it's the end of the podcast. Because people are maybe still waiting for more. So, goodbye. Thank you for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.